taking advantage of the fact that we've built security and taking advantage of the fact that we've built a bond, yet maintaining that curiosity, wanting not only to know who your partner is, but wanting to be seen, sharing each other with each other. This is the Connecting Couples Podcast with The Real Emhoffs. Hi, I'm Chad Emhoff. And I'm Angela Emhoff, and we're excited to bring you a new series. Chad and I were talking the other day about just what it's like when you're early on, you've just met, you're falling in love, you're dating, there's all this energy and effort, and then 10 years into marriage, your spouse only ever sees you in yoga pants and sweatshirts. And we're talking about maybe that's that's COVID, (laughs) uh, maybe that's 2020, but we really want to have a great conversation about what shifts in a relationship, the fade from effort to maybe a little bit too comfortable sometimes. And so this series is going to be on dating your spouse, keeping that love alive, keeping that energy going, keeping that effort going. I remember early on in our relationship, just even that I would go and pick out a new outfit sometimes if we were going on a date. I mean, I remember making sure I wore perfume every time we dated. I remember the intentionality of picking out matching jewelry. I can't remember the last time I really wore jewelry on a date with you. <laughs> oh my goodness. We went, we went to a wedding last week. I oh, think we you did. Had, that's it. There that was counts. jewelry there involved. <laughs> Same here. I mean, I I was thinking about it and I'm like, heck, the last time I really made a lot of effort to go out in public, which I've got to be honest with you, I don't love to make effort to go out in public. I get frustrated that I have to get a button down shirt on. And so I'm like, (laughs) the last time I made a ton of effort probably was the wedding. I mean, that's kind of cheating. But before that, I don't know. I mean, I get really relaxed. We went to his cousin's wedding, not like our wedding. wedding. (laughs) But the wedding we went to last week. But I'm like, why do we just get relaxed? There's this like, okay, well, we're married now yeah. and we have this kind of rhythm or pattern of doing life. And it maybe at first we dated more. I mean, before kids even, I think there's lots of transitions that happen, but it's easy to just fall into a, okay, we're just surviving or, okay, we're just paying bills or trying to get out of debt or trying to take care of the kid or whatever the thing is. And we end up really missing kind of the romance or the the part of our relationship where it's like, I'm going to make an effort. I'm going to shave yeah. my neck and the spots that are, you know, above my beard or whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to make it look right. And then I'm going to come to you and we'll go out and do something fun together. So it's yeah. easy for that to just fade out. And I don't... I don't know. I think it's hard to do this in a marriage, Angela. What do you think? Well, we had this conversation. You know, Chad just said he's not the guy that likes to dress up to go out anyway. I mean, even early in our marriage, we like to renovate. We have house projects. We fix and flip things. And so there were quite a few times we would be working in our workspace, the side porch of our house, sanding stuff covered in, you know, whatever dirt Sawdust or whatever. Sawdust paint. And it would, we'd be pushing dinner time and Chad would say, oh, we're hungry. We haven't eaten anything. Is this appropriate to go out? Sure, let's do it. And so we would go out to eat in just clothes that didn't matter. Probably not smelling great. Really early on, we didn't really (laughs) care. Um, Which is mess. I mean, that's a mess, I guess. but. But I'm not even really talking about like, that's something that's like an intentional mess. What we failed to do is to keep those nights where, hey, we're going to go out on Friday night, Either you're going to pick me up or, you know, I'm going to meet you there. That's when we were dating what it looked like. And we both 
thought about what we were going to wear, thought about how the night would go, had communication about the night. That's what Chad and I really started talking about with this series was the amount of effort and energy that went into impressing him, impressing me early on. And yeah. so, so really we talked about this idea of insecurity to security, Chad and I, in a lot of our podcast talks, have encouraged building security in your relationship. And so the turn to your partner and have this conversation, those encounters that we have you do, those conversations really bond the two of you. They're designed to help them have security. Yeah. Yeah. And so as your relationship has developed, you've gotten comfortable. You've gotten more secure. If Chad and I get in a fight, I believe we can overcome it because we have reps at overcoming it. If something goes bad, I know Chad's on my team. He's there for me. I'm not insecure about whether or not he likes me. He put a ring on it. Yay. Um, And so there isn't as much anxious or insecure energy that goes into, I better look good because I want him to ask me out again. Or I better, you know, wear wear my best outfit or be on my best behavior. We were even having a, a, you know, as we plan these, we talk through what it's going to look like. Even talking about Pursue Withdraw, which our next few episodes in this series are going to really be to break down the pursuer side of this and then the withdrawer side of this. But early on in our relationship, we didn't know yet what those roles were. Sometimes when you're dating, they don't show up. You don't know yet who pursues. Even stereotypically, you know, if you have a female pursuer and a male withdrawer, early on in dating, that male withdrawer potentially will ask you out on a date or make the effort to do what looks like pursuing. And so you don't quite know what those roles are yet. And early on, maybe I'm not necessarily being critical or pointing out what's wrong. What I'm really trying to do is pay attention to what I like and pay attention to the effort he's making to impress me and vice versa. And as our relationship gets more comfortable and more secure, the real sad part is that we tend to lose the effort that we put into it. And so we really want to talk about how to make intentional effort to pursue your partner. Maybe that's the wrong word since I'm a pursuer. Well, but pursue in a, in a, in pursue the relationship. When right? the relationship is secure. Yeah. So not out of an insecure place, but actually out of, hey, I love you and I yeah. want you and I'm, you know, engaged in the process and being intentional about making sure that that romance side of it is still alive. Well, and I think that's what you're saying is, really important because we, we forget to do that. Like I, I, a withdrawer forgets to say, Hey, I'm going to make some effort to get you out on a date or to get, and, and I'm not saying we don't have to stay and pursue withdrawer, but we just lose some of the, I think, I think we were talking about this curiosity. Yeah. Like some of the, the, Oh man, I want to know this person. I want to be with this person. I remember, uh, you know, early on when we were dating, really having that desire to go, I want to know this person. I want to be around this person. And it was fun. Your energy was fun. Your The time was fun. And and I kind of never knew what I was going to get because <laughs> you're all over the place sometimes True. in a good way. Woo. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but I'm like, it also kind of like left me going, okay, this is interesting. This is fun. This is, this is great. Yeah. And then after unpredictable, that's right. exciting. But then after we're married, <laughs> it was kind of like, okay, now I've got you and now you've got me. And it's like, 
how do we continue? Now I need you to be more predictable. Well, well, I don't know. <laughs> well and you, you kind of become more predictable yeah. in some ways. You start but, to see the patterns. Yeah. You start to get more used to it. You're not caught off guard. But it's weird because I think our protection or our... Our, our, our like systems show up that kind of slow it down or something. They kind of keep yeah. us out of um, that kind of curiosity or something. Like it, it, we just get familiar. You know, I was thinking yeah. about this when we were writing the notes up for this and I thought, well, let's go back and think about early on in dating, first date, second date. We ask questions about each other. Yeah. Not only am I curious, like, tell me about this. What are your interests? What do you like? I'm not assuming to know who you are. Also, I want you to know who I am. So I'm bringing forward parts of me I want you to know. Mm-hmm. The more we get to know each other, there can be this almost assumption thing that sets in where I think, oh, I already know your likes and interests or, or you already, I've already told you this one time, therefore you should know forever or whatever. I know. And yeah. so we start to lose that curiosity about who your partner is. And I think, oh, I know Chad. You know, I think sometimes Chad knows me better than I know myself. And sometimes that's great. And other times that misses the intentional part of him trying to see a part of me he doesn't really know. Or me sharing a part of myself that he doesn't see. And that really he can only see when we have a secure relationship. So there isn't a an important part here about taking advantage of the fact that we've built security and taking advantage of the fact that we've built a bond, yet maintaining that curiosity, wanting not only to know who your partner is, but wanting to be seen, sharing each other with each other, kind of. Yeah, I love it. And, you know, it reminds me of kind of how our relationship develops we, we, the best relationships stay really curious yeah, and they stay really engaged. They're intentional about how they're going to explore each other in lots of areas, whether that's, you know, emotionally, relationally, sexually, whatever the thing is, but they stay curious and they continue to grow. And, and I think it's, it's kind of a tragedy that sometimes we lose each other when actually we should be able to kind of like experience the deepest bond and the most intimacy, um, after we've been married and after we have some of the safety, we should be able to open this up and let each other into the hardest places and, and the best places, truthfully, kind of a commingling of our souls or something. I know that sounds, I don't know, heady or something, but I'm like, I really do think that this there's an opportunity if we're intentional about going after each other, going after yeah. the date, going after the curiosity, making sure we're trying to believe good things about each other and show up for each other in a way like we did when we dated. I want to, before we get into what we should and could still do what we need to, I want to talk for a little bit about the fade, the slow disappearance of maybe that, that intentionality or that curiosity. I was thinking about us and when we were dating and then we got married and quickly into our marriage, we moved from the house we were living into a house in a new town and we both had jobs. And you go from not seeing each other when you're dating to seeing each other every day. And so because I knew I was going to see you in the evening, maybe I wouldn't text you throughout the day. But if we were not living together and married, then I might be like, hey, or text, text, call, you know, are we going to... You want to get dinner? Do you yeah. want? To, what's can your, how's I your day see going? You yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you're not going to text. Hey, can, when's the next time I can see you? 
when you're married and you know that's going to be at six o'clock tonight when you come home from work. Right. <laughs> so even in that, you stop the planning and communicating of, I want to see you. Yeah, right. And I'm looking forward to the next time I see you. It's now just this, oh, I'm going to see you and you're going to yeah, be you're, here. You're going to be I'm, here and, and yeah. And maybe we make assumptions about how that night's going to go, or you're going to make dinner, I'm going to make dinner, we'll have sex or won't have sex, whatever the, whatever the plan and is. We, instead and we just of take it for dressing up to go on a date, instead right. now our lives dress up to go to work, and as soon as we get home, we put on comfortable Throw clothes. Throw on the gym shorts and a t-shirt <laughs> and some flip-flops. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying your spouse doesn't look good in their comfortable clothes, <laughs> yeah. but I'm just saying that... There is just this comfort that's great. I can't tell you how many times I thought, oh, this is nice. You don't have to put the effort into it. But I would be lying if I didn't say I missed some of the frills and fancy effort even that I put into it. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I mean, there, I, heck, there's something really exciting about driving over yeah. to a girl's house and coming up to the door and knocking and she's coming out and you can smell, she smells good. She looks nice. You're walking, you know, and yeah. opening the doors and even some of the little things that you do or don't do, you know, when you're dating. But but just kind of that, that energy that comes with it really does kind of build some anticipation or some intensity that I think we just lose whenever it's flip-flops and gym shorts. I think I'm smiling because I was thinking about when he used to pick me up if we would go on a date and he had cleaned out the passenger side of the car. And sometimes now when I get in the car, there's just like stuff in the seat. A water bottle or falls out or something. Floor. I'm yeah. like, oh, remember that one time you used to make the car really nice and even like <laughs> hang a pine tree on the, you know. <laughs> pine tree. I don't think I've ever had pine no, trees. No, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I get what you're saying yeah. though. There's just like one little extra step of effort that, that sometimes really means something. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's, gosh, I, I kind of joke about this. We're not talking about 100% more effort. No. We're talking about, you know, 10% more effort maybe yeah. to say, hey, let's, let's just take the extra step. We're going to go to yeah. dinner three or four times we this do. week. We <laughs> do. I know that. We are going to eat together. Yeah. We do it daily. And, and so, like, that's going to happen. Yeah. But I'm like, can we just add a little bit of cologne and maybe a little more yeah. intentionality and maybe make a plan around it? And, and we listen, nobody gets it more than we get it. When yeah. you have busy lives, then you add kids to it. Then we have this isolating global thing Pandemic. where you get stuck at the yeah. house and you can't go on dates. I mean, <sighs> there has been obvious obstacles to keeping the love alive. And, it, you know, the reason this even came up is that Chad and I went on our first date in a very long time, about a month and a half ago, and we were like, we should do this more. This is, hey, I remember you. You're I that know. guy I like. And we were like, we have to talk about this. And it was like, hey, where's couples. our kid? Oh, yeah, we oh, have childcare. Right. Oh, my gosh, that's this right. is incredible. We got a babysitter yeah. and made a nice date night. But it's hard to do it. And, yeah. and it's even hard to transition back to doing it. I mean, you bring up a point that's, you know, you're in a season or a life stage yeah. or whatever where you can't do it for a while. And then it's like, oh my gosh, who asks who? And how do we start that again? Yeah. And if I put cologne on, is that going to be intimidating for Angela? She's going to think I want sex or something. I mean, <laughs> you never know what, what's going to happen when you start to make these yeah. rituals or make these new rules in your relationship. So there are lots of ways that it can kind of go bad too. I like that you brought that up though. We have some friends that just had a baby and their baby just turned four months old and they just went on their first date again. And she was really excited. Oh goodness, and I yeah. said, what did you guys do on your first date? She said it was actually an afternoon date. 
and we just went to a coffee house and sat there quietly. <laughs> she said it was so nice. Stared off into nothing. I was like, <laughs> I remember that first date after you've had a baby, oh, yeah. and you're just trying to remember your name because you're so exhausted by not having sleep. I mean, that's the hard part is no matter where you are in this process, what we're asking you to consider is – what were some things that we used to do that we really have lost touch with and that we really like? And so we want to queue up for this episode, our connect point, which is this. We want you to reminisce about your favorite date with your partner. We want you to think for a second, what was my favorite date? What was the date that we went on that I just remember every now and then as being really fun? We want you to share that time with your partner and specifically let them know what was it about that date that made it so memorable? just to have a conversation about the fact that you used to do this, you used to make this effort, you used to have this time, you can do it again. We're gonna continue on in this series with some ways and even some obstacles pursuers and withdrawers get into in this process. But first we want you to start off by just saying, what was, what was your favorite date? What was yours? My favorite date, gosh, this is funny, but one time we went bowling and I bowled like a 264, like nine <laughs> strikes in a row. And I know that's a that's a silly thing, but I just remember being like, this was awesome. And me and you had a really good time. It was like at Fast Lanes or some arcade place, right? But it's like rock and bowl at 1030 at night. And I bowled nine strikes in a row. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this was a really good night. Uh, and I really enjoyed you. And we kind of had a good time. And I had to talk about there. this date because I loved it too. This was, what, three or four months into us dating. Yeah. And this was the first time he was meeting a group of friends of mine that he hadn't met before. And it was supposed to be just a casual bowling night. And he bowled nine strikes in a row. My friends renamed him Striker. And it's kind of stuck. Absolutely loved him. <laughs> They're like, hey, we really like him. You got to keep him around. But also, there was this little photo booth there at the place, you know, that you put your dollar in and take little pictures and he and I took these pictures that I still have and absolutely love and so it was a fun little that was a good night it, it was a really simple night was. weird out of nowhere but it was a good time it was really a fun time okay my favorite date that I told Chad something that we did that was really intentional when we were dating we really shared our love for music with one another just different bands different kinds of music and so we got tickets and drove out of town actually we drove two hours to Tulsa and we went to see one of my favorite bands and had such a great time and then had to be back. And so we left there at like midnight and drove back to get back into town. And we had a blast the whole time. We laughed a lot. We enjoyed good music. We got there early enough that we had good dinner. Yep. It was just a really cool night doing things we loved, sharing things we love with each other. And so we both, as we were talking about this episode and planning it, and we talked about this, we're like, we need to do, let's go to another concert. I looked them up. Let's go bowling. You, I know, right? <laughs> we're going to start making these plans, but it was just a great experience for us. And so what we want you to do is take a few minutes and just have a connecting conversation with your partner about your favorite date night and what made it so memorable. Remember, the best thing you can do for us if you've enjoyed this is rate us on Google or give us a five star on iTunes, share the YouTube with somebody, get a friend involved in this program. We really do care about the message of relationship and showing up for each other. Thanks for checking this out. We'll see you in the next episode.